This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It is a critical time in the race for the leadership of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. The first debate airs tonight and it is a real litmus test on the ability to perform on a large, high-pressure stage. Tomorrow is the deadline for signing up members online and that, of course, is a key to winning. This week, we've been talking to the leadership candidates here on Fight Back after speaking with Doug Ford and Caroline Mulrooney. Christine Elliott joins us now. Welcome, Christine. Thank you, Libby. So first of all, how is it going? Uh, You've been talking to people, signing up members. How's it going? It's going really well. I'm getting a lot of support across the province. And there's a lot more to do, but it feels like we're in a good position. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, what do you need to show people tonight in the debate? Well, I think it's important to show people that you can debate. That's going to be important in Queen's Park when you take on Kathleen Wynne and Liberals and in an election campaign. So I think that's what Ontarians are looking for from us. And I feel very comfortable having had that experience over nine years as, as an MPP. Mm-hmm. And uh, why are, are you a better candidate than Doug Ford or Caroline Mulrooney? Um, he uh, he seems to harness a certain kind of um, anger and disenfranchise on the part of a lot of people. And Caroline Mulrooney is supposedly the fresh face. In my case, it's experience. We have an election coming up and fewer than 100 days. And we can't take the chance on somebody who is inexperienced, who's going to have to be trained on the job. I am the only candidate who has been an MPP for nine years. I've also won four elections. And I've been able to travel across the province to speak to Ontarians in every region to understand their problems and to think about solutions. So we need somebody who's ready to go right now. And I am the only candidate that is able to do that to take on Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals and win a PC government. Um, There was some criticism of you uh, because after the last leadership race, which you lost to Patrick Brown, uh, you basically quit politics and took a job in the civil service. Do you think that you have overcome that? Absolutely. I did leave, but I went into another job where I was serving the public as patient ombudsman. And that I, in that job, I heard from patients, families, and, and health providers about some of the problems we have in our health care system. And since it's the biggest item in our budget, and we know there are big gaps, we're, we're lacking long-term care beds, we're lacking proper services for people with mental health and addiction issues, I think that time was served well serving people in a different way than as MPP, but um, serving them directly, understanding their concerns and problems, and resolving them. I think that information is extremely helpful and valuable, 
as an MPP leader and as potentially Premier of the province. Uh, but again, that criticism sort of came from party insiders. Do you think that uh, you have convinced them of that? I have convinced party insiders, but more importantly, I've been speaking to our membership, and our membership has warmed, warmly welcomed me back, and they are many of them are fully supportive of me. Okay. Um, from the perspective of the platform, it seems that the three of you are, are basically on the same page. So from, from that viewpoint, what distinguishes you from the other two? I think it's that experience. I have that depth of experience beyond just the platform. Having been at Queen's Park for nine years, understanding the healthcare file as I do, I'm ready to go right now to debate the issues with uh, Kathleen Wynne and the NDP, and that is invaluable going forward. I don't have to study this. I'm ready to go now. Uh huh. And um, again, uh, one of the things that we hear say about Doug Ford is that he's uh, a polarizing figure. The people who like him really, really like him, but there are also more people who don't like him. Is that is that a factor that you're trying to get across? Well, I think we have three, actually four people with very different perspectives in this race. I know that Doug has a very different style than I have. But I look forward to having that debate and discussion tonight, and people will make their own judgments. Uh huh. Um, in, in terms of the uh, signing people up and uh, the voting, and I've talked about this with the other candidates, uh, there seem to be some problems, especially for, uh, say, older people, like many people in our audience who are not that computer literate, who are going to have problems with the process. Uh, do you have anything to say about that? Well, I'm certainly aware there, there is a concern for people who don't have computers or some people that might find the whole process very confusing. We didn't set this up. It was set up by the party. But we do have availability of people who can help people that to get their information signed up, to put in their um, identifying information, first of all, so that they can use a pen in order to vote. So there is help available, but I, we certainly know that many people will find it very difficult and cumbersome, and we want to make it easier. Uh, the whole uh, saga of Patrick Brown and his attempt to clear his name is uh, really heading into high gear just as this is happening in the leadership race. What do you think the effect of that is? Well, I know that Patrick felt very strongly that he wanted to have the opportunity to clear his name, which I think he deserves, given the fact that these two women came forward anonymously. So I, I think he feels it needs to be done quickly if he is to be able to run in the election in, in June. Uh, yeah, but uh, what I'm asking is, is how do you think this is affecting the race as a whole? Uh, there are some people, his supporters, who are even trying to cast in doubt the legitimacy of his resignation. Um, what do you think the impact of that is? Because also people watching, uh, you know, are paying a lot of attention to this. Well, in terms of the leadership race, it's not having an effect on me. I'm concentrating on selling as many memberships and speaking to as many people as I can to get support. 
And I'm just focused on that right now. Um, And you've said that if Patrick Brown clears his name and you were the leader, you would sign his nomination papers. Uh, I'm just curious that in the absence of a trial, uh, what would constitute him clearing his name and how would that be decided? Is that sort of your call or what? Well, I know he's working really hard on that. I saw him on TV last night. I think that he's working on a, a complete process. And so I, I don't think we're there yet, but that will be up to not just me. It's going to be up to the people of Ontario to see if he's properly cleared his name. Well, right. But if you're the one who has to sign his nomination papers, how will that be determined? Well, if there, we'll see if there's going to be a, a court case brought, if these women are going to go forward to the police without that kind of action taking place. It is more difficult to determine, but we'll have to see when all the information comes forward, and then that determination will have to be made, and yes, I will have to make it. So it, at, the, at the end of the day, it'll be up to the, you in the, in the absence of a criminal process. That's right. Okay, let's, uh, let's take a couple of calls here. We've got uh, Ron in Guelph. Hello, Ron. Hello, Libby. Um, hello, Ms. Elliott. Um, Hi, Ron. Uh, first, um, before I get into any other conversation, how do I join the PC party, um, and how do I vote for you? Where do, where we at? That hasn't been mentioned yet so far. Okay, you have until Friday to join the party. Yep. If you just go on to the PC party website, there is a link there for you to join. Okay. Um, and you have to pay by credit card, obviously, online. Yep. That's fine. You will get registered as a voter. And then you will be sent a package through regular mail, which will have a PIN number for you. You will be able to use that PIN number online in order to vote between March 2nd and March 8th. And then the winner will be announced on March 10th. But I have to register before tomorrow night then? Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, um, Secondly, I'm I'm honored to be speaking with you. I admired your late husband. He truly was the right honorable Jim Flaherty. What's missing in Ontario right now is integrity. And quite honestly, I feel that you're probably the best candidate right now to bring integrity back to uh, the province of Ontario. Thank nice you very compliment. Much, Ron. I really appreciate that. And that is something that is important to me, that if you make commitments, you fulfill them. And I want to make sure that we bring back an open and transparent process in our party for nominating our candidates to make sure that people have someone that they can believe in that is supported in the party and the election. Well, I think this is one of the most important things is that, I mean, you bring, as I said, nine years of MPP being an MPP, but I think you also bring your husband's credibility in politics, which is sadly lacking. I live in Guelph where, I mean, I can honestly say I've known Liz Sandals for years, and I think from where she started, I, I believe she was a member of the, uh, she was a conservative to start with in the 90s, was she not? I'm not aware of that. Well, um, I used to drive her on my bus beside that, but, and I, I just look at what's happening in right now. I mean, I don't think Kathleen Wynne has any integrity or any credibility left at all. And, oh. 
I mean, that's... Ron, we yep. want to move on to some other callers. Thanks for your call. Uh, let's go to Vince in Welland. Hello, Vince. Uh, hi, uh, everybody. Yes, uh, my amateur race is VA3 TV. A lot of people knows me. I had a handicapped daughter. And, uh, Ten years ago, when your husband did that for my daughter, I put $500, and uh, the government uh, put in $1,000. A lot of people don't know. So my people, which I belong to four organizations, are just uh, writing a book. All my people that are listening to me, they're going to vote for you. So you got my vote. Thank you. Thank okay. you very much. Okay. Uh, Bill in Toronto. Hello, Bill. Hello. Hi, Christy. Hi, Bill. Uh, I guess I want to know about what your hydro policy would be, the billions that are wasted. And the green energy, we continue to build windmills and these uh, solar panels, solar farms, and really we scar the countryside. They cost us 40% of our hydro bill and supply 4% of the hydro. Would you stop this nonsense? Yes. We want to reduce people's hydro rates by an additional 12%. And that would start by scrapping the Green Energy Act, which allowed for a lot of this activity with these huge feed and tariff rates that have dramatically increased people's bills. We also bring back local decision-making for municipalities to allow them to make a determination as to whether they want um, wind turbines in their municipality or not. That was completely taken away by the wind liberals. And we want to make sure that we can rein in some of the extremely high rates for hydro executives on Hydro One and and the hydro network. So there's lots of work that needs to be done, but we are definitely going to reduce hydro rates. We know that people are really struggling right now to either pay their hydro rate or put food on the table, and that should not be in Ontario, in our Ontario. Uh, Christine, I have a question about that, and I've asked the same question to the other candidates, and that is that nobody knows what's in those contracts. And, you know, there's a chance that you will open the contracts and find out that really uh, you can't really break the contracts because it'll cost even more. Uh, You know, how do you reduce hydro rates in that eventuality? Well, we want to take a look at all those contracts to see if there are provisions to allow for the contract to be terminated or perhaps not fully extended. You're right, though, there might not be that possibility in some of those contracts. We need to look at them and make that determination and make changes if we can. Uh Uh-huh. And um, uh, just in terms of uh, nuts and bolts, um, you're not a sitting member right now. Have you decided where you're going to run? Not as yet. We have about 30 ridings where we have not selected candidates yet. I'm looking at those ridings. There's two or three that might be possible. I will make that determination very soon, but it has to be the right fit both for me and for that riding. They need to want me, I guess, to be as as their candidate. And I also want to select a riding where I feel that I can make a meaningful contribution and represent the constituents of that riding well. Um, I've I've been told that um, you're certainly not going to run in the city of Toronto, but are you looking at the 905? 
I'm looking at 905 area, including a couple of ridings in Toronto, too. Okay, that's a risky business for a progressive conservative. Well, I think that people are really looking for change. People are fed up with Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals. They want an alternative. We are that old that alternative and we want to win not just for our party but i think it's really important for our province okay uh christine elliott good luck in the debate tonight uh, thanks for joining us and uh, i hope that we will talk with you again before this is all over it's a pleasure libby thank you very much okay bye-bye bye you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one you're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.